Good morning, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Obsidian Achievement. This is your host, Michael Russin. Sometimes I'll record the most ridiculous intros, and I send them to Steph. <laughs> Just you know, like, hey, Steph, tell me what you think of my new intro. And like at the first two times, I think she kind of bought it a little bit that it could be new, and now it's just funny. Now she just knows I'm sending her something ridiculous. <laughs> so every once in a while, I'll record of the just absolute just reductive. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to another episode of a city on the cheap end. Something, something absolutely ridiculous. And said it to her, you got to have fun, man. I'm telling you, life is, I was just thinking yesterday, uh, uh, just how funny and crazy life is. <laughs> and uh, I don't know, life, that's all I got to say about that. Life is freaking weird, dude. So you, you just have to, you just have to have fun, I think. Even when things are super not fun. <laughs> You gotta try to find ways to have fun. Because life, most, when you think about it, most of life is generally not very fun. Like, how often, like, what if, okay, you say you live a thousand hours, you know, in the next thousand hours. How many of those hours are gonna be spent having, like, pure, joyous fun? One percent, maybe? I don't know, maybe ten hours? I, I don't know. I. I'm not trying to, like, make life... I mean, but think about it. Like, everything's like, you know, you're either working or you're handling obligations or you're dealing with... Uh, come on, buddy. Let's go. Let's get get a move on there, homie. Sitting there texting on your cell phone at a green light. Um, you're either... Uh, you're, you're doing things that aren't fun most of the time. You know what I mean? So you got to try to bring fun into the monotony. you got to try to bring fun into the pain. Like, when I work out, I work out with a very high, high, high level of intensity and focus and a little bit of anger. But I also try to, like, I'll, I'll get through a set. Like, today I was doing deadlifts, lighter weight. I was doing 315. Uh, I did three sets of 15 with 315. And uh, by that last, and this was the end of my workout. This was the end of a full back circuit. And I just, I was just gassed. And that last, I almost didn't do the last set. I very rarely quit or give up. I almost didn't do, I almost talked myself out of the last set and I did it. Then that 15th rep that I just barely got up, you know, 45 reps of 315 in a matter of 10 minutes, it's, it's a lot of pulling. And I dropped the weight. I just started laughing hysterically. People probably think I am out of my mind. I'm either walking around looking like I want to rip somebody's jugular out of the back of their skull somehow, <laughs> like in, down, through. I'm trying to think about how you get a jugular out. You have to punch down in through like Mortal Kombat. That'd be like a Mortal Kombat finishing move. Anyways, Walking around looking like I just like an animal, like a caged animal. You ever seen like a lion pace back and forth, like looking at you, like looking at its chops? You know, you got some trainer on the other side that's going to get eaten in the next couple of years for sure. It's just a matter of time. That's that's what I walk around looking like. And then I'm just sometimes I'm just laughing hysterically, and it's like the pain just is funny, it's funny to me, you know. And I'm like that with emotional pain. I'm like that with physical pain. I'm like that with high levels. Like, I'll find a way to laugh. You know, because it's, I just, I pull, I try to pull myself out of myself, if that makes sense, and look down from a bird's eye view. 
Speaking of birds, there's all the chicken. Oh, look at their turkeys. They got turkeys. I gotta get some turkeys, dude. Turkeys are hilarious. They're the goofiest looking birds. I want grouse, quail, and turkeys next. I think I'm gonna wait till we're out on our land. But anyways, I try to pull myself out and look down from a bird's eye view and like perspective. And we, I talk about perspective a lot. Like, it doesn't matter what type of difficult situations, decisions, obstacles, whatever I'm faced with. I always try to maintain perspective. I always try to maintain perspective. And when you look at things from a, from a different perspective, it's funny. You know what I mean? It's funny. It really is. And, uh... I don't know. I guess I guess the point of this is uh, you got to have fun, man. You got to make you got to find ways to make life fun. Like I just I'm I'm dealing with so many things and people that just are not fun right now. It's like I had to do something yesterday, not fun, and this meeting wasn't fun, and that a couple days ago I just sit through this tax thing, not fun. Just there's so much life <laughs> boring people make life even more boring, right? Like especially like like, uh, I hate procedure. I hate uh, bureaucracy. I hate tasks that aren't real, right? Like, we need you to send over your uh, your last three years of tax, and then you, we have to, um, you need to fax it to this number, um, and then when you're done with that, we're going to need an itemized thing. None of it's real. <laughs> it's not a none of it. None of that shit is real. Pardon my French. I hate doing things that aren't real. So I try now, I, I get a lot of fulfillment out of my day-to-day -day life because I do things that are real. Like, just simple things. Last night, uh, we had some really heavy rain a couple days ago I was telling you guys about. And the birds will roost on the front porch and it gets covered in bird shit. It's just what happens, you know, chicken poop everywhere. So last night, I was just, I'm hosing off the deck and I'm just, I was, so I was just so stupid. It, it isn't stupid because it's real. I was just watching the deck get cleaner and cleaner, and then I noticed not only was the poop gone, but you know they like to dust themselves around the porch because there's like fine dirt and in the garden. So chickens have a gland, uh, an oil gland on their back, and they do something called preening. So what they do is they actually this oil, they cover their feathers in this oil uh, through a process called preening, and then they dust. So what they do is they get into a, exactly what it sounds like, they get into a pile of dirt, like fine, they like really fine dirt, dry dirt, and they'll fluff, they'll bury themselves basically in this dirt, and then they'll get up and you'll see them puff up real big. It's so funny to watch, they puff up real big. Oh, I almost dropped my phone. They puff up real big. Can you guys still hear shit? What does that button do? Okay, I think we're good. They puff up real big and then they shake off and just dust, big plume of dust goes all over the place it's so cool to watch but they do that up on the porch so i was just watching the porch i got the poop off and then i noticed like you could see brown water moving which is gross but it's it was dust you know just getting collected by the water and washed between the cracks and i just looked afterwards and the porch was clean and i'm like hmm okay two things number one i'm definitely a dad <laughs> you know, i was probably standing out there with one hand on my hip the other one on the hose Shh. Mm -hmm. yep very nice <laughs> You know, just being a dad. But uh, no, it's just, it's real. 
I would rather clean a hundred poop-covered porches than file one tax document. Well, you got to go to the iCloud, and it's not going to work. You got Google Drive, and all oh, you know the file's too big; it won't send over email. So you got to create a link. And both, I hate it. I hate that stuff so much. I go to order. I'm getting paid another shot caller because he is. I don't know if it's because he's not neutered. I don't know if he's going through something. You know, he maybe needs to talk to a doggy therapist. He needs doggy Jesus. I don't know. But he has been just, and I love him so much. And I feel bad because I, I feel like I'm yelling at him constantly now. But the dude is out of his damn mind. I used to have, his training's gone out the window. That's my fault. I haven't been working. He's just, he, he just, he's, it's a free-for-all for him 24-7. He's allowed on the couches. He's allowed on the beds. I spend probably $300 a week, no joke, on his meals because he gets the best raw food and bones and organs and source the best source stuff you could possibly get your hands on for a dog he sleeps in bed with us he's got three beds in the house of his own he gets to free range on 10 acres 20 acres of land and chase squirrels and bees all day dude's gone completely off the rails <laughs> he doesn't listen he keeps eating bees and getting stung, and then he gets stung in the mouth and doesn't want to eat his food, so he doesn't eat his food, so he throws up on the floor. <laughs> it's like, he's chasing, we live on a private road, so whatever UPS or the guys that are building the house next door for my little brother are coming down, he runs, he just barrels at the front of their cars, they got to slam on their brakes. Just, no, he doesn't, he doesn't even listen to me anymore. I, find, I almost lost my temper on him yesterday. So I'm like, I'm going to hurt this poor dog who I love more than anything. So uh, I got him a shock collar uh, again because that's how I train him. And listen, it's cruel. You know what's cruel? Having an untrained dog that bites somebody or runs into traffic. That's cruel. Hey, how are you today? I'm doing just dandy. Thanks for asking. I love to hear it. Uh, well, uh, can I, <laughs> I get two orders of uh, hash browns and uh, just a small black coffee with uh, just ice, please? <laughs> I like that shirt. That's cool. A small black coffee with ice, just iced coffee, I should have said. Eliminated some verbiage there. And then three bucks for you guys. Oh, thank you. Of course. We can handle that. Oh, can you throw some Lola sauce sauce in there too? Some hot sauce? Yeah, please. Sauce. All right, you're Thank all Thank you set. so much. That'll be right next Have time. a good one. You as well. <laughs> Girl threw me off there for a second. Did you hear me? <laughs> she like, she really embraced my energy today. Usually you don't get that energy back. But uh, she, she just like made very intense eye contact with me. I'm like, whoa. I ain't used to people doing that back to me. Uh, she made me stumble. And like my wife. And not like, an, oh, God, she's beautiful. I mean, she's a good-looking girl. But it wasn't like she was a black girl just like just stared right through my soul to see if I was genuinely being friendly or if I was like being a, a jerk. But I was being friendly, right? Anyways, I got Bane this, uh, I got Bane this uh, shot collar. And again, anybody that says shot callers are cruel or idiots, obviously they could be used in cruel ways. But 
if you're gonna if you talk to anybody who trains high drive high prey drive high work load animals they're all using shock collars and that's how I train pain he doesn't even need to be shocked there's there's a beep and a buzz and then you shock so you train them early on beep first okay beep beep there's your warning listen to me okay that doesn't work you want to eat another bee here's a buzz Psst. just a little vibrate just vibrates doesn't shock them and then the third time zap them just real quick Psst. just enough and i always use the shot collar on myself first every shot collar i buy which i'm dreading this one Every shot caller I buy, I put it up to the highest power and zap myself in the neck so I understand what I'm doing to him so it doesn't get abused. And anybody that wants to use it, for example, if Geneva wants to use it, pregnant or not, she's getting zapped. <laughs> Just kidding. I'll probably, I don't know if I could zap my, I could definitely zap my not pregnant wife, but not my pregnant wife. So, uh, yeah, shot callers are a really uh, effective training tool. So I've got to get him back on the collar. And I again, I think as soon as I put that thing on and he hears the first beep, he's going to be like, oh, his little lizard puppy brain's going to kick in. He'll be like, oh, I remember this. Damn it. <laughs> and he'll fall back in line. Why did I tell that? Oh, I told that story because, okay, so I go to order this thing and it brings me to Chewy.com. All right, I got it added to car. Go to checkout. Please create an account. I don't want to create an account. Just let me buy the damn product. Oh, so I go to create So I'm like, fine, I really want this one. So I go to create an account. You have an existing account already. Oh, Judas Almighty. Okay, so I go to I go to log in using the, uh, the, the derivation of the one password I use for everything. Three different derivations. And it uh, doesn't work. And I, after the day, I wanted to pitch. I was sitting on the back porch. I was through my phone into the woods. I... When I tell you I got up and looked at the woods with my phone in my hand, I was pitching it in the woods. So I didn't buy it. I got it from a different store. So Chewy.com, you lost a customer because you're gay, stupid, create an account. Just let me buy it. Check out as guest. You know what I'm saying? They they want your info so they could blast your email. Oh, 10% off free range kibble giblets. You know what I mean? It's just the most ridiculous thing in the world. Hi, how are you? I'm good, how are you? I'm doing all right. Oh no, I'm running out of cup holders. I'm dumb, sorry. You're you are not dumb. Come on, don't say that about yourself. <laughs> Have a good one. Thank you. Um, so, yeah, okay, back to, let's get back on track here. Dogs, training, you know, I'm telling you right now, if you're thinking about, if you don't have a dog, get yourself a German Shepherd. I talked about this before, they're the best dogs on the planet. If I didn't have a Shepherd, I think when we move out to our land, uh, I'll probably get a, a livestock guardian dog, like a Great Pyrenees, 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 um, something like that. I think those are good. And then there's some like uh, like Asian and Thai dogs that I want to look into that are like super, they're like 20 grand a pop. I wouldn't mind having the pa like a pack of like super exotic dogs at some point. You know what I mean? And just, you know, I'll be on 100 acres. They'll be living the life. And if you know me, any animal that gets picked by me won the lottery. 
because I take such good care of my animals. Who else out there feeds their chickens and their ducks scrambled eggs every day? Every day. They, they know my routine. I'll come home from the gym. I'll park my car in the garage. And what do you, they all go straight to the front porch and wait every single day because they know dad's coming out with, with, with scrambled eggs. I clean their coop two, three times a week. I, dude, I take such good care of these animals. Any animal that gets picked by me is gonna, is, is, you won the lottery. You know what I'm saying? And that was the best compliment I ever got from the guy or the girl that we got Bane from. She's like, yeah. A couple years later, she's like, yeah. It's been cool to watch him on social media because Bane definitely hit the owner lottery. You know, we just, I take very good care of my animals. It's a principle. So back to the first episode I talked about today, it is a principle. I believe that it says in the word of God that we were put here to have dominion over the earth, that God put us in charge of animals, all the creepy crawly things, and it's our job to take good, I feel like I'm a steward of what God has blessed me with. And I want to be a good steward and I want to take care of things. And I think about like, how do I want God to take care of me? This is how I'm going to take care of my animals. You know, when I tell people about what I do for my chickens and ducks, they're like, well, like the, these hardcore farmer guys are like, what a waste of time. And I'm like, I get it. I get it. It's more of a job for you. And I, there's nothing wrong with that. Farmers in that capacity have to be, they have to have a certain amount of emotional disconnect from their livestock. Doesn't mean you can't love them. Doesn't mean you can't care for them, but you got to kill them at some point. Like, I couldn't kill one of my chickens. I couldn't kill my ducks. Uh, I just, I couldn't bring myself. Like, if one of them died, um, I wouldn't be able to eat it. No chance. No chance. Someday, I'm going to have chickens that are going to be for meat purposes. But I'm going to have so many that I won't be able to, like, really build emotional connection with any real one of them. Um, You know, they tried to sell me meat birds last time I was at Tractor Supply. And it's a mercy to kill them. Like, after, I think it's, like, after 10 weeks, they're, like, genetically bred to, like, they're, like, mutated birds, man. They, like, they can't walk properly because they get so big and so meaty so quick, which is it's kind of cruel. I don't, I don't know how I feel about that. I don't like the meat bird thing. They're not all, I mean, any chicken can be used as a meat bird. But, like, I don't believe meat birds lay eggs or they're not really good eggs or, you know, they're, they're bred purposely for slaughter. She's kind of messed up, man. Damn. It's like your sole purpose on her. You have been genetically modified to be slaughtered and eaten. It's like, I don't like things like that. You know, I don't like, um, like I would never hunt on a gated fenced prop. Like, you know, they have some hunting that you could do where like the animals are fenced in, like not in a small enclosure. You're talking on a couple hundred acres, but you know, there's like, it's like a farm, you know, and it's just, it's free pickings. I don't agree with that kind of stuff. I think if you're going to hunt and you're going to kill something, you need to earn it. It needs to be earned. There has to be an air of reverence to it. Like, I don't even like, you know, we had a huge, I mean, we had a really bad chipmunk and squirrel problem and I killed probably 10 of them. And I felt worse and worse with each one I killed. And Bane would like partially eat them. So that made me feel a little bit better. But I mean, because they were going after the feeders. I'm like, dude, they're just trying to eat. You know what I mean? They're just trying to survive. I'm like, I can't be sitting here picking these things. I felt terrible. So I don't even do that anymore. I think I hit the BB gun. You know, I 
the last one I killed, it, 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 yeah, dude, I had to shoot him like he was hanging on by a thread. He was hanging on by one hand from the tree, and I had to walk up and pop him after I'd popped him three times with the BB gun. This dude was a fighter. I'm like, I felt so bad. I'm like, I'm never going to shoot a squirrel again unless I'm going to eat it. You know, that's my new rule. If I kill it, I eat it. Unless it's, I'm not going to eat coyote meat. You know what I'm saying? You know, I'm not going to kill it unless I'm going to eat it. I'm not going to kill it. Uh, I'm only going to kill it if it's, if I'm defending. So if I'm not going to eat it, it's defense of my birds. You know what I mean? Somebody comes to you, come on my property, trying to eat my birds. That's a death sentence for you. Raccoons, fox, coyote, game, other, a cat. We had a cat the other day. I think I told you guys that story prowling around. I'm like, dude, you go after one of my birds. Somebody's going to be missing a cat. It's just that's how it is, you know? Cats are actually really bad uh, for the ecosystem. I've just been ripping on cats, man. I don't even mean to. I just keep naturally winding my way back to cats. Um, they're really bad for the ecosystem. They murk birds. They absolutely destroy uh, the bird population, you know? And they kill for sport, too. So, if you have cats, keep them in the house. You know what I'm saying? Don't let your cats out. You know, because if they wander to my property, they're going to get, they, they will be dispatched. You know what I'm saying? They just, they kill for sport. And this cat, I think, has been going after my feeders because I've been seeing way less birds. Way less. So, my feeders, I'd fill them. They'd be gone the next day. My feeders are still full. I filled them two days ago. So, I think this cat's been eat my birds uh and if i catch him it's it's game over but anyways back to the whole things that aren't real and things that are real try to do things that are real more often i think the elite lizard eating baby killers um have designed a life for the common folk like you and i even if you're a millionaire, you're still common folk to these people because they, they just have unlimited everything. Um, I think they've specifically designed a life to disconnect people from things that are real. Because what they want to do is they want to completely foist us into a completely control a, a completely digital world, which means that we're completely controllable. Like you see what they're doing with cars, electric stoves, electric freaking light bulbs you know what I mean now they're going after light bulbs incandescent oh they're bad for the environment shut up fags I can't stand it they're going after they're going after uh, everything they're going after literally everything money no more paper currency you know why because if you say something or a word like I just said that they don't like you saying, they'll shut you off. They'll just turn you off. And by the way, I'll say whatever word or words I want. There's no word to me that's off limits. Well, you can't say that. Yeah, I can. What are you going to do about it? <laughs> you going to try to cancel me? Too late. They already tried. What are you going to do? <laughs> you know what I mean? What are you going to do? What, 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 what could you pot? Unless you're going to, you want to come to my house? Would you like to take a trip? I can't. There's somebody recently that tried to come to my house that I didn't want around. I guess I didn't see him. I guess a couple of times. 
you got to have a real set of balls to make it out to the middle of the woods to where I'm at. <laughs> you know, violators will be shot. You know, I don't know why I'm getting aggressive right now. This really isn't in spirit for me. I, I hate the whole policing of things. I guess that ties into like how they're trying to shut everything off. For people that don't agree with them. You know, I don't like being policed. I don't like when people try to tell me what I can and can't say. And for the most part, nobody tries to tell me because people understand at this point my personality. I'm not going to willy-nilly say words to offend people, but if you're acting like a certain word, I'm going to call you that word. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's, it's that simple. It's just, it's that simple. If that word describes your behavior, well, guess what you are? <laughs> you're that word. Again, I'm not going to say it to offend people. I'm not going to say it to just say it. But, uh, you know, here's a great example. I saw a video the other day of this white kid sitting on a bench, this little skinny, and it's his own fault for being a completely effeminate little loser. But he was sitting there rapping. He had headphones on and he was rapping. He was singing a song that had the N-word in it. And he said it. And uh, some black kid came filmed himself doing this, came up and said, What'd you say? Say it again. Say it again. And it clips and it's the it's the white kid laying on the ground. His nose looks completely broken. He's bleeding all over the place. He's screaming at the top of his lungs for help. Because this kid, how is that okay? And people are like, yeah, he deserved it. You never say that word. I'll say that word to your face. And you're not going to do a damn thing about it. You might pick on the little skinny kid. You ain't picking on me. Now, I'm not going to call somebody the N-word. That's not what I'm saying. But if it's in a song, I'm singing it. You don't get to tell me what words I do and don't say. If you can, if I can't use the word, you can't either. That's simple. You want to put it in rap songs and try to tell me I can't say that word? You want to try to tell me I can't rap along with that song that I got to that I got to shut my mouth when that word is said? You see it on TikTok all the time. People, these white people, they'd be singing along to a song that's a sound and they're dancing to it and they're like lip syncing the, the lyrics and when the N-word comes, they, they shut their mouth and then they keep going. If that word's in the song, I'm saying it. And you ain't going to do a damn thing about it. Nothing. I'm saying it. I'm not going to run around calling people slurs. But you better believe it. If it's in a song and you're saying it, I'm saying it. You might be able to beat up a little femboy. You ain't you ain't touching me. You throw a punch at me, it's gonna be you're gonna be you're gonna be on a t-shirt. You're gonna be paralyzed at best. Paralyzed. I'm one of those people that's looking for a reason. You know, I'll see see there's there's two sides. You just listen to a nice spiritual message. And now you're getting the bite. I'm, I'm one of those people that's looking for a reason. I will never initiate violence on anybody ever. I don't believe that that's right. I don't believe that that's my job or my that's, that's a principle of mine. I do not initiate violence. I am a de-escalation person first, always. However, <laughs> I am a hurt you so bad you can't retaliate. That's another principle of mine. You know, if somebody initiates violence on me, you throw a punch, you pull a weapon, you do something, you push me, something like that, 
you're going to get hurt so bad that you won't be able to retaliate for a long time, if ever. And there's too many people out there that are like, you never see videos of these people beating up and ganging up on strong men. It's always they're going after women. They're going after little Asian people. They're going after kids and skinny dudes and just, you never see cowardice, just pure cowardice. I I never had anybody ever try to pick a fight with me. And that's why I think being physically intimidating is important. I really do, as a man. Being physically intimidating is a de-escalation tactic. People are not going to pick a fight with you. Unless somebody's got a real set of brass balls on them. Like I'm talking big brass gong balls. <laughs> ain't nobody picking a fight with me. And if they're highly trained, they're not going to pick a fight with me because people that are highly trained know better. That's why, that's why training mixed martial arts is so important. Because it teaches you respect. And it teaches you... You never know what that other person's capable of. That's why I don't go around. I don't go around picking fights. You never know. They could have a gun. They could have a knife, or they could, you know, be 150 pounds soaking wet and find a way to whoop their whoop your ass. They trained in Thailand since they were three years old, chopping bamboo trees in half with their shins. You know what I'm saying? Next thing you know, you're talking smack to this little 150 pound kid, and then bam, lights out. You wake up in a hospital, what happened? Oh, his foot was on the ground and then his shin was up the side of your head and now you need 12 stitches. You never, you never know. You never know. But being physically intimidating is a de-escalation method. It's people aren't going to like, first of all, it shouldn't usually escalate. Second off, if it does escalate, people are going to think twice. You know what I mean? You're going to think twice before they initiate any kind of physical altercation. That's why you gotta be big, man. You gotta be big. So, alright. There's your episode for today. <laughs> we covered all kinds of stuff. See, I got all fired up talking about things that aren't real. Just started thinking about all the things I have to do because of just the way society is that I just don't want to have any part of. And I got all excited. So there's your excitable mic episode for today. Hopefully you guys enjoyed it. I got a feeling you did. I got a feeling you did. All right, I will let y'all go. I love you guys. Uh, and I will talk to you very, very soon. Have a great hump day, Wednesday. Let's go. Go Humpty Dumpty. All right, peace.